Podcast. Perform is a methodology. It's a set of principles and, and strategies and tools. It's a system that helps leaders to see their culture and their team from a bird eye view mm. and address the things that are on the way for them to perform consistently well. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is a beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Ignite Management Services and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Also, I want to encourage you to join us on our growing YouTube channel. Search for Deep Leadership on YouTube for videos of all my interviews and exclusive content. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about how to increase leadership performance. And my guest is Stoyan Yankov. Stoyan is a performance coach and professional speaker. He's also the author of Perform, the Unsexy Truth About Startup Success. We sat down and talked about what leaders really need to do to maximize their organization's performance. It's about discipline and focus and not about hacks or quick fixes. We talked about the things leaders need to do every day if they want to win. Now, this was an eye-opening discussion that I know will help you on your leadership journey. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Stoyan Yankov. Stoyan is a former movie producer turned productivity and performance coach and professional speaker. He has helped over 450 companies across the globe boost their performance and establish a better culture. He's the co-author of Perform, the unsexy truth about startup success. Stoyan is also the host of the popular podcast, Productivity Mastery, and I am excited to have him on the show to learn how we can better perform as leaders. So Stoyan, welcome to the show. Good morning, John. And first of all, I just want to start with this. Everybody who's listening, everybody from my network, everybody from my followers and the followers of John, you got to go and you got to subscribe to Deep Leadership Podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. Do yourself a favor, subscribe and learn how to be a better leader. It's a pleasure and it's an honor to be on your podcast, John. Hey, Stoyan, thank you for the plug. That's the first time that's ever happened. So yeah, like and subscribe. That certainly helps us uh, get the message out. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. So first of all, just to get started, you know, I'm always interested in how people get into the leadership space. And so why did you shift from being a movie producer, of all things, to a productivity coach and a professional speaker? I've always been passionate about leadership, I guess, from early ages, but at the age of 20, I read my first leadership book, and you might be laughing now, but I read the book by Robin Sharma, which you might think it's a cliche. It was called <laughs> The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I know, I know, John, <laughs> stay with me. But then I read maybe hundreds and, and thousands of more books. I would go to any leadership seminar and training, and I did a coaching degree, more like a passion as a hobby. 
Um, so I graduated in the business school, actually, as a finance guy. I had a master's degree in finance, but I followed my passion to become a movie producer and an entrepreneur, hang, having a video production company. Uh, together with a Danish producer, we were partnering up, uh, producing uh, videos, movies, uh, digital campaigns, all kind of stuff like that. But I guess my passion for helping people and being the bridge for people to come together uh, came up with a bigger importance for me. And there was this defining moment in movies, we call it the, the point of no return. When the character finally decides, I got to get on this movie, the land of unexpected and uncertain, for me, that, uh, that moment was when a coaching client of mine, who I've been working with for more than a year, he, after one session, John, he asked me, Stoyan, how, how did it go with, uh, with the workshop that you wanted to put out? And I had this idea about, uh, I want to put a workshop called Life is Like a Movie, Peter Freaking Hero. So mm -hmm. I can take all the experience I had from movie making and being a movie producer and use it as a metaphor for people to start designing their own movies. Uh, but I never did. I never did it. <laughs> I never did it because I was scared. Uh, and I would always find an excuse. And I'm sure those of you listening, you probably have some of these things that you, you know you, you want to do this, but there's some certain fear that stops you from, from doing it. So, so my coaching client, he, he caught me off guard. And he challenged me. He challenged me to, to put up my first event. And he said, you got to do your first event in 30 days. And if you don't do it, you have to pay 500 pounds to an extreme feminist organization that hates men and, and you know, something that you'll never support. Nothing against feminism. I don't know why he came up with that. But, but it, was, it was leverage, right? Uh, so, so I hang up the phone. What do I do? I have 17 video productions to produce. I'm scared. But I, I did a Facebook event. Uh, back in the time, Facebook was the thing for events. And, uh, and I invited everybody. So there's no, there's no way back now. Yeah. So the day comes. Waiting list. 60 people show up in this small room. I'm nervous. I've been practicing in front of the mirror, in front of my neighbors, and now I have to deliver. So I've been to many seminars, John. So after the first five minutes, I got into it. It was an okay workshop. I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, finally. And then there was this girl from Asia, uh, I think Chinese girl, after the workshop. She signed up. She didn't know me. She found the event online. And she came to me and she, she told me, Stoyan, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Oh my God, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm like, okay, I just want <laughs> to survive, you know? Like, but, 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 you know, they, they put you here. They think you are somebody famous or something, right? So we, have, we start chatting. And she tells me, I just wanted to share with you that this is the first time in my life that somebody tells me that I can make decisions for myself. Mm. I'm 25. And even to come to this event, I had to call my mom and I have to call my dad and I have to ask them, should I go or not? And when I get married, my husband is going to decide for me. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm brought. That, that's where I come from. That's that everybody in my, in my town is, is this way. And now you ask me to close my eyes and see myself and my vision. And I, 
I wanted to share that I came up with a story for myself. I want to be a storyteller. I want to empower other women in China to be their own leaders and show up for themselves. And then she hugs me, John. And like hugs me and she doesn't let go. She just mm. holds on to me. And I'm staying like, like the biggest fool. I'm like, oh my God. I, all this time I, I've been holding on to my fear because I was thinking about myself. What if yeah. I fail? What yeah. if I... What if I start thinking about the one person in the room that I can actually touch? And that was for me the point of no return and, and there's no going back. I love that story. I absolutely love that story because I do think that you're right. I mean, I think even as leaders, we think of it's all about me. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this to, to be successful. And there's a lot of fear in leadership as well. I don't want to get fired. I don't want to look, I don't want to embarrass myself. But yet, really what you're, you're there for is to impact the lives around you. And if you can take that mindset where I'm not here, like I'm on stage, sure, or I'm, I'm walking around my factory right now, sure, but my job here is to impact the people around me. And I think when you have that mindset as a leader or, or, or as a speaker or as someone leading a workshop, that I'm here to impact the lives around me, I think you have much more, you have much greater success. And it sounds like you you, you found that almost, uh, it, it, it came to you as a surprise or it came to you as you didn't plan on it, but then it, it showed up and then it was like, okay, I like this. This is what I want to do is impact lives. Absolutely, man. It was the biggest gift, the biggest blessing. And I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. As a speaker, I used to be very nervous. Mm. Now you put me on stage, you can't get me off there. <laughs> I, used to, I used to be one of these guys. I don't know if you've been to any Tony Robbins events, uh, but there's this video so line, you can see Tony Robbins, he's closing his eyes, he's jumping on a little trampoline, he's getting in state. And, and I would model this and copy this, maybe the first 50 or 100 speeches that I did. Yeah. And now I don't need to do anything. I just, I just show up and... I can't wait to be there because it's not about me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not about me. And I think that's, I think when, when leaders, when speakers, workshop leaders, anyone's coaching, when you recognize it's not about you, then you can really make an impact. I think that's, sometimes we have a hard time getting out of our own head. And once we do, when we recognize that it's all about others and, uh, you know, I mean, I always talk about leadership being, you know, it's our, our job is to motivate a group of people to get something done, right? So it's motivation, it's a group of people, and it's, a, and it's objective. And sometimes we get lost in all the complexities of leadership, but it's really about those three things. And that means being present and being involved and, in, 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 again, making sure to take care of the people around you because they're going to take care of the goals of the organization. And it seems simple to me, but it seems to be lost with many, uh, many leaders today, for sure. It is simple. And as you said, it's about creating an environment and removing the obstacles for people to do what they're supposed to do, which also comes with helping them clarify what they should do based around the, the bigger purpose, the objectives, and so on and so forth, and providing all the resources and assets and, and consistently being, and somebody said this, it wasn't me, but somebody said, as a leader, you're like a gardener. Mm -hmm. You show up every day and there's new weeds and I don't know, uh, bees or like so, some different kind of animals or whatever. You got, you got to protect the garden. Yeah. You got to yeah. show up every day. We, we talked about it prior to the podcast. 
it's you know people want people want a sexy formula the the five step thing that will change your culture and your leadership there's no five step thing you you got to show up every day you got to do the boring stuff the basic stuff yeah it is simple but it's not easy to be consistent yeah yeah i agree i agree yeah that's that's powerful for sure. That that kind of gets into a little bit about what I want to talk to you about. You you and your co-author, you developed a methodology, you call it PERFORM. Uh, now, you, you've successfully rolled this out to companies across the globe. So give us a little bit of the, the essence of what PERFORM is. Because it. I think what, what I love about the title of your book is it's the unsexy truth about success. So what's the unsexy truth about success? Because I think we were just touching on it. <laughs> Absolutely. So Perform is a methodology. It's a set of principles and, and strategies and tools. But in essence, it's a, it's a system that helps leaders to see their culture and their team from a bird-eye view mm. and address the things, the obstacles that are on the way for them to perform consistently well. So perform is an acronym. It stands for, and I'm going to briefly go through the different areas, yep. uh, P. Purpose and values. Why do we do what we do? Mm. What are the kind of principles and values that we stand for? Are we as leaders good enough to articulate and communicate the values and principles across the organization, not just to communicate them, but to empower people to live them? So no matter who is the person from the company, we live the same values. When somebody breaches the culture, there's consequences. When we are about to hire somebody new, it's not just about, oh, we can get them for cheap and they can do this thing, but are they fitting the culture? Are they fitting our values? Is everybody connected to our purpose, to our mission? Okay, so that's P, purpose and values. Number two, effective planning, E for effective planning. How do we plan? How do we set goals? How do we coach our team, the people that we lead, to be better in their own time management? Are his roles and responsibilities. Surprisingly, by the way, you know, spoiler alert, roles and responsibilities, we only included that because we needed an R for the framework, right? <laughs> so, so it was like, okay, roles and responsibilities, okay, that fits. But what, what are we going to talk about? Everybody knows, right? John, you're the chief executive officer. Lydia is the chief marketing officer. What does that even mean? Especially in startups, I love it. I'm the CMO of our startup. How many people are you? Oh, we have three people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Who are you achieve? But okay, it's good for your business card when you meet customers, fine. But what do you actually right. do? The CMO right. of one company is going to do completely different things than the CMO of another company. What's important is everybody understands what their responsibilities are. Yeah. What is yeah. the thing that you're the last person in command? You're accountable for, you know, one person in command, one person being accountable. Do we have any processes and strategies so people are consistently clear what, what they sh they're supposed to do, what is expected from them? And how much do we care for our people as leaders? So we regularly have conversations with the people that we lead and ask them, what do you want to grow into? Mm. In the next 6, 12, 18 months, what are the kind of skills is there anything that you love to do, but you're currently not doing with this position? I want you to win. I want to grow you. I want to help you. What are the kind of things that maybe we haven't spoken about, but you, you might want to do, okay? Not many organizations do that, unfortunately. 
F, focus and execution. Okay? Wanting to plan. There are some people that are great in planning, but it's about getting things done. Yeah. It's a movie producer. I show up on set. Amazing. If I don't click the button or the cameraman doesn't click the button, I don't care what's your production plan and storyboard. You're not going to get your movie done. Yeah. You're not going to get your production done. You got to get shit done. You got to move. Right? In any kind of business. And in reality, it's so easy to get distracted these days. Yeah. So yeah. Identifying the, the vital few, the things that really matter for each person in your team, and, and then focusing, executing with a high speed, letting go of perfectionism, letting go of all the different villains of, of uh, focus and execution so you can actually perform. Okay. Oh, optimal energy. Your well-being. Mentally, physically, emotionally. What do we do as leaders to, first of all, be a great example for our people, showing up and taking good care of ourselves, but also creating a culture where we empower different habits that people built so they can be feeling well, but also when you're feeling well, you're performing well. Mm-hmm. So what do we do as leaders? Do we do anything? Um, and people expect that these days, by the way, especially the younger generations. Okay, R. Second R, robust communication, the internal communication. And I love a metaphor. Uh, by the way, you need to interview this uh, great leader. His name is Shane Hurl, but he's a cinematographer, a director of photography, one of the, the big guys in Hollywood. Uh, he did movies like uh, Terminator, Salvation, he mm. did uh, Need for Speed. Uh, he did the Guns N' Roses music videos. He's, he's a great guy, great leader. I had him on my podcast, Productivity Mastery. We talk about uh, leadership and, and, and ask him, well, what are your biggest challenges as a leader? And just to give you an idea, he had to lead 250 people only in the camera department on the Terminator movie with wow. Christian Bell. Um, and it's, it's a crazy, right? A crazy environment, very intense. He said, my, big, Stoyan, my biggest challenge as a leader is to make sure that Every person from my team is making the same movie. Mm. Instead of everybody is doing a different movie. Yeah, yeah. I think about it in the business context. Is the marketing and the sales and the operations department, are they making the same movie? Are we on the same page? How do we communicate? What are our systems to communicate? How often do we give each other feedback? How do we create an environment as leaders for people to be able to share, to, to speak freely, to come to you as a manager, as a leader, and say, John, last week on the meeting, you were not prepared. And I think this is the reason we lost the contract. Let me tell you what I think you should do next time. Do we create a space for people afraid to talk? So robust communication. And last but not least, M for mental toughness. Our capability to deal with stressors. I think there was uh, uh, a definition by John Doerr. Uh, it was something around our capability to perform at the upper bound of our um, talent, regardless of the competitive circumstances. Something around these lines. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but, but it's like, regardless of the competitive circumstances, how do we, how do we show up when things are not going by plan? How do we develop this, this mindset, this positive can-do mindset, so when there's challenges and stress and difficult moments, we can remain calm. And not only remain calm, 
we can keep our team's emotional temperature down so we can focus on solving the challenges as opposed to being and staying in negative energy. Mm. So yeah. this simple yeah. areas, John, this is the essence of the perform methodology. Just like you, I love to learn from the best. So I've been interviewing, done more than 250 interviews with some of the most successful leaders on the planet, including the founder of Reebok, the president of Starbucks, unicorn founders, book authors, amazing leaders like yourself. Um, and I'm trying to find out what are the best strategies, what are the best tools that they use. So yeah, every time we have a training, a workshop, uh, we do coaching with, with different teams. If they need any specific tool, of course, it is my job to, to share some ideas. But at the end of the day, I'm just a moderator. I'm just showing up and providing space for people to, to find what are the gaps in our culture, in our performance, and what can we do to improve on that. And, and just very simple things to wrap up with this, with this section. You might want to check this out for yourself and your team now. Very simple exercise. And you can find it online as well. Uh, these, these letters, the seven letters of PERFORM. Sit down with your team or your management team. I do it often with my team. And ask them to assess, to be really honest and assess, how are we doing in each of these seven areas from the PERFORM framework? Be honest. Don't worry. Just, just give a number. One, we're not doing anything. Ten. There's no space for improvement. Five, eh, we're doing something, but not, not enough. Okay? And ask your people to, to vote, to assess individually. And then just put your papers on the table and start comparing and, and, and asking good questions. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes <laughs> I did it with my team. And one time I did it uh, with my team. One, one of our, my interns, she, she comes and I'm like, all right, effective planning. Uh, I think it's a nine. <laughs> the productivity coach, right? And she said, I would say it's a four out of 10. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Um, okay. Uh, so there's a fa failure in robust communication there. So it's actually, you it was actually communication. It was actually yeah, communication. Yeah. You, yeah. You, in your head, you have a great plan, right? I had it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, you're like, okay, I, I failed the communication. Yeah. She's going home at two o'clock. By six o'clock, I changed the plan. I yeah. did not communicate it with her. In my head, everything makes sense. So yeah. I invite you, everybody, to sit down, spend an hour, do this exercise, and then see what, what are some of the areas that you have some gaps with. In your head, maybe everything makes sense. Your team might see it differently. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today.
This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool. This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Liberty Strength in your corner. Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at libertystrengthtx.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. Yeah, when I went through the when I went through the perform methodology myself and read through it, one of the things that stood out for me is that that's why I love the title of the book with the subtitle "Unsexy Truth." Is the, it? It is unsexy truth. It is. It is what you need to do every day, every week, every month, and every quarter if you want to be successful. So it's not the you know magic pill that overnight everything is going to be wonderful. It's it's the execution, the daily execution of these you know, these principles are going to get you to your long-term success. And that's one of the things I like about it. And I think more and more entrepreneurs need to see that. It's not, you know, we, you talk about unicorn entrepreneurs. There are those unicorns that that get to, you know, a billion dollars in sales, you know, in a, in, a, in a short amount of time. But that is not most companies. That that wasn't Nike. You know, Nike took 18 years to make money, right? So that is more the normal approach to what business is like. You got to grind it out. And it is difficult. And I think more entrepreneurs need to hear that message versus the oh I'm just looking to win the lottery. I mean I think people you know, people think they're going to they're going to do one or two things and they're going to they're going to have this magic success. They're going to use click funnels and they they're going to grow or they're going to use this this tool and they're going to grow and they just need to do content marketing and they're going to grow. But really it's all those things on a on a consistent basis over time you're going to get those results and I think it's unsexy but it's true. And that's what I like about this book. It's it's very it's it's like here's the real things you need to be doing, and uh, that's one of the things I think that really stands out when I read through the material. 
And I really think this whole unicorn rush is just, I mean, come on, man. Like, I know it makes great uh, magazine titles and online titles and everything, but you've been talking to some of these people. I have the privilege to talk to some unicorn founders and and people like that. And I, I never met somebody with... You know, I want to build a unicorn, <laughs> you know, like right. these, are, these, these guys were, I want to build something amazing. I believe in this product. They start building and, and at some point they get into it, not even 1 billion, but sales, right? It's valuation 1 billion. Something yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But actually yeah. have no revenue and be like, I think that that's the one thing that really gets me yeah. is the pe- these people that their value, they, they're, they're what they call it, pre-revenue. We're, we're mm. pre-revenue. What do you mean you're pre-revenue? We haven't sold anything yet. But we're worth a billion dollars. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> That's like, com- companies like, if you, if you have a look, uh, companies like Spotify. Spotify yeah, is, uh, yeah. didn't reach break-even. Yeah. Uh, Revolut. Revolut didn't reach break-even yet. Yeah. doesn't mean they're not successful. They're not going to have right. a, but right. But the thing is, I think we need to have a real conversation how freaking difficult it is to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, and you have to set the right expectations. I mean, you have to sacrifice a lot. Usually, yeah, yeah, hours like you, you miss wedding of your best friend, you miss birthday parties, you feel lonely, you feel completely overwhelmed many times over. And whilst you think everything is coming together, boom, here's the next crisis. And, yeah. and, and you feel, what am I doing? I did a mastermind uh, session once as part of one uh, startup program that I've been running with the founders, and, and I decided to join one of the groups to give you an idea. Every group, a small group of four or five people, uh, they had the task, the, the exercise to, to share a challenge. And, and the other people in the group, we have to brainstorm ideas to help them to resolve the challenge in a you know, private, confidential kind of setup. I can share the main idea because I'm not going to mention names, and I think it's pretty common. But we were five people in the group. Three people out of the four other people than me shared the same challenge. Mm. Stoyan, my company is doing really well. I'm really successful. But when it's 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. and I go home, I can't switch off because I feel guilty. I feel like I haven't done enough. There's so much more to do. And I don't know what to do because, yes, we're doing actually great. We are way beyond expectations with revenue, with things. and, And I'm working really, really hard. I'm working weekends. But I'm feeling guilty i'm feeling not good enough i'm i'm looking at all these stories of these successful companies and and i compare myself and it's very hard not to compare yourself but the truth is you know talk to these people <laughs> you know listen to some podcasts like the the deep leadership talk listen to the stories of the people you know the founder of reebok you mentioned nike you know i know joe foster the founder of reebok he it took him 21 years to, to finally scale and then make it big in the US. Yeah. Six yeah. failed attempts. 21 years. Yeah. So people that are listening are probably not 21 years old, you know. I know. It, it, this is the thing that's really powerful. And I think people need to be exposed to that because I think a lot of entrepreneurs go into it thinking that this can, they're going to be an overnight success. And I think it just takes time. It takes effort. You're When you build something from nothing, right, that is, you're a builder and you're going to have critics. You're going to have people opposing you, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be faced with environmental uh, situations that you never expected, like, hey, a pandemic or a supply chain shortage or political uh, changes or economic downturns or, 
you know, um, global, you know, global crisis that that's, you know, slow things down. There's all these things that you're going to face, you know, and that's one of the things that, that really stands, stands out for me in your material is I think they're two related. One is the optimal energy and then the uh, mental toughness. Because I think the two of them play off each other because I think you have to take care of yourself if you're going to be there for the long run and be be there for 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 your people and when things get really tough. Because I think if you're already stressed to the nines, if you're not eating healthy, you're not working out, you're you you don't have some sort of a spiritual thing in your life, some sort of way you're growing mentally, and you're say you're 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 struggling with your your weight, your health, and all these sort of things. And when the bad times come, you're going to break, you're going to snap because you're not robust. You can't handle the pressures of of what's going to come at you. So I really think the idea of optimal energy is critical because it really plays a role in that mental toughness to be in the game for the for whatever comes down the road. You need to be you need to be mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, financially, and in some cases prepared for what may come down the pike. And I think that's something that is really important in this book. Well, thank you so much, John. And I couldn't agree anymore. They're so connected. Yeah. In a way, you pay attention to your energy, physically, mentally, spiritually, when you're strong, when you show up strong. Mm. And being that, I'm following you on Instagram, by the way. If you follow John, you'll see he's posting all these kind of pictures of uh, being in the gym, hustling, you know, just taking care of his his energy, his exercise. Um, It's... You got to show up daily. And, yeah. you know, let me be honest. Um, 2020 came, pandemic. It's not an excuse, but I, I gained some weight. Mm. You know, I gained some weight and for two, three years, I was kind of mediocre at my shape. So I would eat well, I'll drink water, like I'll do most of the things as much as I can because I travel like crazy, but, but I was okay. But, but I was lacking consistent exercise. and. Um, four or five weeks ago, I decided I need, I need to show up again, man. What is this? I mean, how do I want other people to show up if I'm not in my best shape? So simple stuff, simple stuff, John. Everybody can find these habit trackers online on your phone. You get a bullet journal or, or like a spreadsheet. That's what I did. I, I got a spreadsheet and here's what I wrote. Okay. Um, drink three liters of water. Um, only one coffee a day. Um, meditate for 15 minutes. Exercise. Yep. Um, and a few more things. These are the habits I want to do on a consistent on a daily basis. And I, I share the spreadsheet with, uh, with my team and with a few other people so they can see when it is green and it's red. And I'm not 100% uh, perfect, I gotta say. Now I'm traveling some days, I don't do the exercise or whatever. But, but it's like, hey, you just got to show up. I'm probably not going to do the most intense and perfect exercise every day. No, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to be in the, in the gym or, or I'm going to go for a run and do some push-ups. But, but it's the consistency. Consistency yeah. is the answer. Make it simple for you in this dynamic and busy business life and life in general so you can follow through. Yeah. But how can you remove all the obstacles? So, you know, get a personal trainer. It's actually surprisingly cheap if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Get a personal travel, you know, because then, then you have, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business leader, the last thing you want is to think about another thing. What should I exercise today? Make more decisions. 
That's what stops me to go to the gym, to make yeah. more decisions. But when I know that there's this person waiting for me, and I'm going to just show up, switch off my mind, and just execute. You this know, that's year, a, boy, that's a great plug for our sponsor, Liberty Strength. If you are looking <laughs> to, to get better physically, uh, you reach out to Liberty Strength, and uh, they're a sponsor of the show. He's also my, Jeremy Clevenger's my personal trainer. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a plug for my sponsor. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Honestly, it's a game changer. It, yeah, it really changer. is. Find yourself someone who can hold you accountable to, uh, to the results you're trying to get. And I think it helps even with, like, as, even as a, as a, you know, you think about it like uh, athletes, right? They have strength coach. They might have a, a mental coach. They might have a, um, someone that does massages and, and works on their, and their nutrition coach. Right. And same thing as entrepreneurs. We need to have some coaches around us. Right. So you might have a business coach. You might have a mentor. But I, I really highly recommend getting someone that can help you stay accountable to your health goals as well. That's I think that's important. We got to build up ourselves so we can be ready when the storms come. For sure. And they're going to come. They they will come. I guarantee you. <laughs> but maybe just to wrap up, because I, I know we're getting close to the end of this episode. Yeah. But just to wrap up the the one thing I'm super fascinated and, and obsessed about and you talk about personal training, personal trainer, right? Productivity. Yeah. You know, how do I get the most out of my time? For those of you listening, if you are not doing that, this might be the game changer. And this is simply, you ready for it, John? Yeah. People are complaining that they don't have time to plan their time. This is one of the biggest <laughs> excuses that I'm getting. Like, it's not even a joke. I yeah. talk to leadership, to management, to, to lower level employees. Stoyan, I love your time management tools, and, but I don't have time to plan my time. Really, I wonder why. Maybe you have not allocated any time to plan your time. So now you have no time for anything, including planning. So, yeah. okay, don't be that person. The elite performers, the leaders, the top entrepreneurs and business leaders, they create a system. They create a method. I don't care. I don't really care what method this could be, but you got to have a system. And if I can share the system that I'm following, maybe that finish with that one, but you can find many different ones. Don't have to follow this one. It's the mindset. You can't keep things in your head. You need to organize your thoughts on a piece of paper, on a spreadsheet, on your phone or an app. Doesn't matter. You always start with the end in mind. What are the goals I want to achieve in the business? What are the most important goals? There's different methodologies, OKRs, you know, KPIs, you name it, right? You find one, you stick to it. Define the goals, make them measurable, make them time-bound, start from there. Then the second part, okay, goals. The second part, priorities. Within these goals, what are my personal priorities? Let's say in the business, what are the, you can see priorities, activities I do, to make progress on my goals. For example, for me, it could be growing and coaching my team, attracting high-level clients, performing and making, satisfying my current clients. This could be my top three priorities. What percentage of my time gets into these top three priorities when I identify them? And you have to be honest with yourself. 5%, 10%. Okay, interesting. These are your priorities. You spend 5% on them. What do you have to say no to so you can focus on on making progress on your priorities so you can achieve the goals. Okay, goals, priorities, the third layer, daily focus. 
how do I organize my day on a daily basis? And if there's one thing you want to get out of this episode, you want to allocate 20 to 30 minutes, block it in your calendar. This is your time for time management. What do I do usually? I review my previous day. Okay. Let me have a look at the goals from yesterday. What progress did I make? How did my meetings go? What outcomes did I produce? My team, you know, we just review everything, right? And then there's a five-step, but very simple process. First, I'm dumping everything. You can call this, this step capturing everything. You look at your meetings, you, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? Usually in my case, because I'm very ambitious, there's 40 or 50 different things that I potentially might want to do. And this is what most people to-do list is. But the problem is, I don't, I don't know what's the outcome. Budget, meeting with John. It's like, okay, I can have a meeting for two hours and not get anything done. <laughs> you know, what's the outcome? Ask yourself, what's the outcome, right? So you group things together. This is connected to the podcast with John. This is connected to my marketing. This is connected to this conference. Great. What is the actual outcome? What do I want to get out of it? What's the end result? What does done look like? Mm. You know, get, follow up with leads. Many entrepreneurs, follow up with leads. Hello, lead. I just wanted to follow up. Bye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> check. You don't want to follow up with leads. You want something to happen. Maybe you want to close the contract. Maybe you want to make sure that your customer is feeling there's nobody else in the world that will serve them like the way you do. I don't know. But what's your outcome? And then, step number four. You know, prioritize, delegate, and, and I call it your daily menu. Like you start kind of looking at all these outcomes and you start asking yourself, what are the, the action steps so I can produce these outcomes with the easiest possible way? And I want to time it, John. I'm going to say, well, um, I don't know, writing uh, these three emails, 45 minutes. Uh, can I delegate them to somebody from my team, somebody else? No. Okay, good. So I make a big list. I delegate and I prioritize and ask myself, what is low priority, mid priority, high priority? Different colors. Step number five, the most important one, schedule. What doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done. You look at your list. Now that is very thoughtfully organized. And then you ask yourself, what are the high impact most important things I want to allocate in my calendar. Let me start putting them. And I start like, okay, 8, 2, 9, 30, write two pages for my upcoming book. Good. Uh, meeting with John, one hour, good. 15 minute break. And then it's like, wow, I have 16 more hours of things <laughs> that I want to do that I'm not able to allocate. Maybe they're not so important. Maybe I have to delegate or I have to say no to. But it's real, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's simple. Even yeah. if you don't do it so detailed as you do, promise me, listeners, that you're going to start having a to-do list and doing it consistently. Yeah, the thing is, you know, if you don't plan, then the day gets out from under you, right? You know, you get distracted with the um, urgent issues and you don't work on the important issues. And I think that's really the takeaway there is, what are you doing to plan your day so that you make sure you take care of what needs to get done and not just you know, you're racing from one urgent issue to another that may not be a high priority issue. So really important stuff here. Leaders, I hope you're listening to this. I hope you're taking notes. If you're in your car, I hope you're not taking notes. 
<laughs> I hope you're driving. Uh, but I really want to encourage you to look for this book. We'll have the, a link in the show notes. It's called Perform the Unsexy Truth About Startup Success. Uh, Stoyan, how can listeners find out more about you and this book? So thank you so much, John, for the opportunity. Uh, people can, first of all, get in touch on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. They can reach out, send a note, Stoyan Yankov. You can see my name, get in touch. They can go to my webpage, organizations who want to get in touch and might need some support in applying these things in the form, in the shape of a keynote program, coaching program, a training. Feel free to get in touch. I would love to come and, and support the forward-thinking organizations. Um, you know, people can go and find the podcast, obviously, Productivity Mastery, available on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. And of course, the book performed the unsexy truth about startup success. You can find it on Amazon. Now it's available also in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, but my culture is Spanish, so I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, you can you can see it. It's a little bit of a different color. White with red. The original one is blue with red. So um, you can, if you're Spanish speaking uh, personality, <laughs> you can you can find the book in Spanish as well. Uh, soon to be in audio and. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, get in touch. Uh, me and John, we love to do podcasts, both as uh, as hosts, but also as guests. So make sure to get him on board. Make sure to subscribe to Deep Leadership once again. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I listen to it uh, when I travel and I'm in the gym, uh, and it's it's uh, food for for my for my brain. So yeah, thank you so much, John, and thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thank you very much. We're gonna put links in the show notes for all of Soyan's resources. I highly encourage you to check them out and get better. You will get better if you follow him. And if you get this book, you're going to become a better leader. So, Sonia, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing this unique perspective and uh, teach us some things that we can learn so that we can be better performers as leaders. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, 
and live in a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab, an Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast.